joining me here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always. And today, we have our Sportsbox pregame show. I should actually say tonight. We have our Sportsbox pregame show, week six edition for you guys here today. And we're just going to get right into it. And we're going to start with, I would say, the most interesting of matchup. We have the 1-4 Texans traveling to Nashville, Tennessee to take on the 4-0 Titans. Now, we look at the Titans, and the Titans look great, right? I mean, they came off two days of practice and put up 40 points on the Bills. Um, now, the biggest separation I really see in this game is the running the, the running factor. I mean, Derrick Henry, we know what type of beast he is on the field. He, he, he is a guy, he is a force to be reckoned with. It's hard to take him down. Um, and then you're playing a defense that is 31st in that rushing uh, on defensive rushing, so I, I I don't I think the numbers say it itself. You don't really have to watch a lot of film in this game to know that the Titans are, are going to kill this team in the running game. And I, I see Derrick Henry having one of those big games, especially against a bad defense like the Texans. Moving on, we have the Bengals at Colts. Now I really do like this matchup if it was like two years in the future. I I think the Bengals are a team that while right now they look like they have no sense of direction, but I think there are ways they can get to be good or average, right? You know, I, I think the first move is A.J. Green's going to have to go. Uh, I think it's pretty ev- inevitable that he will not be on that team uh, in, in upcoming years. But we're not talking about the Bengals' future, purely this game. Now, the Colts are 3-2, and two, but they're, they're being held back. They could be a lot better than 3-2, and two, and the main reason is because of their quarterback, Phillip Rivers. Now, I never liked the signing of Phillip Rivers at first. I think they should have kept with Jacoby Brissett, but... You know, they went with Rivers, and it's showing that his age is playing a factor. I mean, he's had all these little mistakes that have cost them. There were there was a, you know, there was a safety he had late game versus the Browns, and there was also a pick six he threw that was almost like, I mean, come on. I mean, he's right there. So it's just the little mistakes that have cost them in these games. Now, will these mistakes be so drastic in this game that it will affect how they play? No. And I think the main reason is because they got one hell of a defense that's helping them win football games, and that's because... They rank top five in practically every defensive category you can think of. Um, Also, they lead the league in picks with nine interceptions. Um, But look, you're going to get a rookie quarterback in Joe Burrow, who's been already startled by all, you know, he's been started by some good defenses so far. He just, he's coming off the Ravens from last week, and now he plays another good defense. So I I just see this as a win for the Colts. But I, I, I do think the Bengals, uh, with all, with all that said, I think the future is bright with Joe Burrow. Uh, moving on, we have an, uh, two teams also kind of already looking towards 2021, and that's the that's the Falcons at Vikings. Now, the Falcons, look, they fired Dan Quinn. Is that going to solve their problems this year? No, it's not going to solve their problems this year. And mainly off because, you know, it, it's coaching, but then it's also the team. You know, I, and I think the big reason is because we haven't seen much from Julio. And keep in mind, he's been hurt here and there, and so you can't really have a full analysis about him. But he's one of those guys that, you know, he needs to be fully healthy to be great. But a guy that has stepped up is Calvin Ridley. He has over 438 uh, receiving yards, two touchdowns to go with that. He's had himself one hell of a year. So, if anything, Calvin Ridley's future is bright. But for the, the Falcons, it's not. And... For the Vikings, Justin Jefferson is their guy right now. I mean, that, that's the guy that we've seen, okay, he can ball when, when he needs to. I mean, there's been a few games where he's been hit or miss, but for the two games that he had over 100 yards, he looked phenomenal. And I think he has another one of those 100-yard gains because without Dalvin Cook, it's him and Adam Thielen. And I think they can expose the 31st passing defense in the Falcons and they, they can win big here. Moving on, we have the Broncos at Patriots. And 
I would say if the Broncos were all healthy, this would be a lot better of a game. But since they do not have no Cortland Sutton, they don't have Noah Fant, they don't have Melvin Gordon, they don't have Phillip Lindsay. Um, they really just have Jerry Judy on the offense. I mean, Tim Patrick, he looked good uh, Thursday night, two weeks ago on Thursday night football versus the Jets. But that is the Jets. Um, and you, you, the the Patriots are getting Stephon Gilmore back, and they're also getting Cam Newton back. I mean, it's just it's it's. It's it's cause for disaster for the Broncos. Um, look, if Drew Locke could somehow pull something and you know be really great, then good for him. But I, I just think with Stephon Gilmore, the defense is playing good. Uh, I think it's going to be really hard, especially with no weapons um, for the Broncos. Moving on, we have the Washington football team at the Giants. Now, the Giants sitting at 0-5, you would think, if you're just an average fan, you'd think, okay, 0-5, uh, yeah, okay, they're, they're terrible. But this Giants team is a lot better that they are, than they are, and it's just it's been it's been shown time and time again. Look, they they there are plenty of games this season that they should have won. I mean, let's just look at last week. They should have beat the Cowboys. I mean, th- th- that was a game that they that was a winnable game. They're up seventeen to three at one point. Um, now, you know, there are obviously issues, but I think the the biggest thing we saw is Daniel Jones can be that guy. You know, I mean, and it showed. You know, look, Cowboys don't have a great defense or secondary even with that but it showed that Daniel Jones can he he has the accuracy he has the throw power to be a good quarterback now it's gonna be really interesting how the rest of the year plays out for him but I think with all that said I think the Giants will get their first win now purely off the fact that their defense has played well and they're playing a backup in Kyle Allen this week who really didn't look too great um last week versus the Rams so I'm gonna take the Giants on this one in a convincing victory now moving on, we have the Ravens at Eagles, and this is um, this is a um, this is a game of disaster for the Eagles. And not only do the Eagles have something to prove in this game, I think Lamar Jackson has something to prove in this game. And uh, you, you say, well, he was an MVP last year. Yeah, he's an MVP last year. But there's been a lot of haters this year on his throwing, and I, I'm not going to say I'm a hater, but I've been sort of doubting his ability to now throw the ball here and there, and not just him, Carson Wentz, but. Look, I, and I mentioned this in a podcast before the season started. The Ravens are going to have to find other ways to win football games. Now, lucky enough, they've had sort of an easy schedule, and it showed last week when Lamar Jackson had nothing but a bad game versus the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals. But the thing is, you can play a bad game against Cincinnati and still win. He went 19 for 37, 180 yards, two touchdowns and one interception, and had two attempts and three rush yards. Yeah, any other team but the Bengals, you're not winning the football game. I think we need to make it clear. You're not winning the football game. And so this is a chance for Lamar Jackson to throw, to show that, you know, he can sort of be that guy. I mean, not sort of be that guy, but he he has the ability then more than just his running. Um, and I, But I don't think this game will f- actually come down to him. I think it will be coming down to the Baltimore defense who has looked nothing but great. And a guy to keep your eye on, and he's been he's been turning heads, is Patrick Queen. I mean, he's looked phenomenal this season. He leads the team in tackles, has four quarterback pressures, has, uh, has four tackles for loss, three quarterback pressures, and has two forced fumbles to go with that. So he's had one hell of a season for himself. And I think this defense is just going to elevate this for the win for the Ravens on the road. Moving on, we have a good matchup, but this usually is not a good matchup. The Browns at Steelers, both teams sitting at four wins. Um, obviously, one team undefeated was the Steelers because they didn't play. Uh, they obviously uh, had their bye week, week three. But this game comes down to Baker Mayfield because we know what the rushing attack for the the Browns can do, and we know what the defensive the the, the defensive you know rush unit for the um, Steelers can do. So. 
it's really up to Baker Mayfield and how he how he's going to deliver. I mean, if the Baker Mayfield has one of his sloppy games again, which I think he will, uh, they're going to lose the football game, and it's as simple as that. And I, I think with the way we saw that Steelers offense with the addition of Clay, Chase Claypool, now will I think he have four touchdowns again? No, I don't think he'll have four touchdowns again. But I think he showed he glimpses of what he could possibly do. And I think if they just have another one of those games, I, I think it's going to be hard for the the, the the Browns to keep up ideally with a quarterback who's having struggled to throw the ball 15 yards or more now moving on we have the bears at panthers now i could get into the bears in a whole different podcast but today we're just going to be talking about this football game and both teams are kind of you know what they're they're both over 500 but do they know their true identity and i think the the biggest the biggest name that's come out of the panthers you know facility has been mike davis i mean for a replacement he does not look bad he actually leads the league in four smith's tackles with 14 and you know i don't think anyone thought that mike davis would have this big of an impact and a matter of fact they're three and two and when McCaffrey got hurt the 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 carolina panthers were losing and so carolina their past three weeks they're on a three-game winning streak uh they're at home this week I think this is just a perfect this they're gonna they're gonna have they're gonna continue the streak and go into a four game winning streak. And it's because look, I, I, I don't trust the Bears yet. Now, I will say, and this is why I said I'll make another podcast if they do win, because if they win this game, right, they play them, they play they play the Panthers, and then they play the Rams. Sooner or later, you know, we're, there's going to have to be some respect that's put on the Bears. You know, they're sitting at four and one, and I understand that they played the Lions, they played the Giants, and they played the Falcons. But sooner or later, we're going to have to give them respect. You know, because you know, a, a team. I mean, they're, 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 the Carolina is good, and the Rams are good. And if they win both of those, then I think the Bears are legit contenders, uh, at least for the playoffs. I wouldn't say Super Bowl. Moving on, we have the Lions at Jaguars, and I'm going to be honest, this is a game that I don't think a lot of you guys are going to be tuning in unless you're fans of those two teams. Now, I, I don't really like the Jaguars. I never really did, and this whole Gardner Minshew, Minshew mania, I never bought into it, even last year when he won, like, what, two games and then lost the next seven? I never really bought into this Minshew mania stuff, and I'm not going to buy into it this week either. Look, the Jaguars just haven't looked good, and purely because they haven't been able to run the ball consistently. Um, they had one good game and they still lost that game. And so I, I think James Robinson, he's been more shown as a, you know, a receiving back and he's, he's been great. And especially for fantasy owners, they must love him. But I mean, has he helped the team? He's, he's been a hit or miss. Um, and also the offensive play con who calls a, who calls a halfback pass on a fourth down? I mean, I, I don't know what Doug Marone's doing. I, I don't know why he's not out of I don't know why he still has a job in Jacksonville. So I'm going to take the Lions purely because I think the offense will actually show up this week. Moving on, we have the Jets at Miami. And this is another one that only fans will be tuning in to this one, especially because if you're a Jets fan, I don't even know if you have your TV on for this one. Look, Dolphins defense looked superb against the 49ers offense last week. And they, they, they I think they're going to steamroll past the Jets. And look, when Joe Flacco and Frank Gore are your uh, starting guys, you would have said probably what, like uh, 10 years ago, you'd have been like, wow, okay, that's, that's, that's a good team. Now you're like, wow, that's an easy team. <laughs> so I, I don't see the Jets having any chance in this game, nor do I think they'll have a chance in any of their rest of their season games. Moving on, we're going to take, we're going to, and this, this is a good one. Now there's not a lot of 125 games. There's actually a matter of fact, there's two 125 games. This is one of them. The Packers at Bucks. Look, the Bucks are the Browns to me. And it, it seems rare because the Bucks are winning football games. Uh, and I'm talking about last year's Browns when they got Odell and then they flopped and went about like nine, like six or ten or something. 
the Bucks are here and there, you know, and it, it, it's it, obviously Chris Godwin. He's been out for some time, so they haven't, you know, Brady's really only had Mike Evans and Scott Miller, who's actually kind of shown up here and there. But I, I don't really the, the Bucks defense is great, right? But Tom Brady, sooner or later, we're gonna have to admit that he is aging, and there are going to be he's going to start to regress. And I think this is a Packers team that's hot right now. Aaron Rodgers is looking like an MVP. They average 38 points a game. I don't. I don't see the Baltimore. I don't see Tampa Bay getting anywhere close 38 this game. So I'm going to take the Packers in this one. Now we have a. And now we have a Sunday night game with the Rams at 49ers. Now the 49ers. Uh, to a lot of us, we're shocked that they did that bad against Miami. I mean, Miami went out and just smacked them. Just smacked them. And I think that's what's going to happen here again on uh, at home versus the Rams. Look, the Rams are good. And I, I think this is a team that can compete. This Rams team can compete with what they had when they went to the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago. They, this is a good team. Jared Goff has played solid. I mean, Robert Woods has come into his own. Cooper Cup. And, I mean, Cam Akers and Dar- Dar- Darnell Henderson – both guys have looked good. I mean, th- this is a game that, that they're going to dominate and all assets of it. And I, I think I really do like the Rams in this one. Now, moving on to our two Monday night games, we have the Chiefs at Bills. And we, we talked about the Bills earlier playing the tight ends. Uh, the, the Bills are weird to me. You know, I mean, they, they're 4-1 and they look good. But then they play the tight ends and come out flat. And keep in mind, the Titans only had two days of practice, so... And it's not like they really, you know, the Bills had a lot more practice than them. And and I think you're going now against its former MVP and Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes. And the biggest thing that I saw from the Bills is their turnover. Look, they had three turnovers last week and they lost. So they cannot be careless with the ball. And especially with your defense being 26, uh, they, they have the 26 um, defense in the red zone. So... To go on with that, and then the sloppy turnovers, if you have both of those and you add those together, that's just uh, that that adds up to a disaster. And you're going against Patrick Mahomes in a red-hot Chiefs offense that, well, Le'Veon Bell is not playing this week, but the, with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, uh, I, I think it's going to be hard for the Bills to, you know, you know, stop Patrick Mahomes, even on, even on the road, even at home. Now, to finish up our, our games, we have the Cardinals at Cowboys. And, you know, I... The Cardinals look good, right? But they played the Jets. And they're still 3-2, so I give them that respect. But they also played the Lions and then looked really sloppy. So I, the Cardinals are one of those teams you're like, oh, what are we going to see from the Cardinals? The, the Cowboys, on the other hand, and we, we know they lost Dak to a terrible, terrible injury. But I think people are forgetting that really the only aspect, besides the leadership and all that, and, I mean, Dak was a phenomenal quarterback. But really, I mean, Dalton is... He's a good. He's a. Yeah. He's accurate as a passer, and it was shown in the New York game that he can. You know, he can get some of those passes out. And there were two brilliant passes to Michael Gallup towards the end of the game. So this offense is still. I wouldn't say as dominant, but it's still dominant with Dalton at quarterback. But this is a game where you're going to see why they drafted Ezekiel Elliott with the fourth pick. And I know that's weird saying five years uh, later, but they're going to go back to what they used to do and how they used to dominate ball games. And that's with running the ball. Now, well, I'm still saying that CD, Michael, and Coop will still get their fair share of catches. 
But I, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to dominate the time of possession more, especially with an offense and, and Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that that's a recipe for success for the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why I'm going to take them at home versus the Cardinals. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off. Thanks.